Do you want to leap right in? Do dwarf stuff? Any more, any more tangents that absolutely need to happen first? No. <laughs> the Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. So, uh, Ovkel wants to deal with a yeah. singing witch later at some point. And he wants to recover lost nog recipes. And then we have a very long belief with lots of goals. Yeah. Just <laughs> longer and longer and longer. Let's, let's shelve like the ass end of that belief. You, you want to open the breweries of Square Deep, right? So yeah. Step yeah. one is dealing with a spider infestation. Deal with the spiders. Yeah. Boom. And then yeah. you have a goal that you can go for. And then if you find a specific way to deal with the spiders, you can even write that in if you like. So, so it's clean so, and, and nice and, and easy to judge for, for your poor ailing GM. Shorten it down to, I will reopen the Burry's Scurry Deep by dealing with the spider infestation. Super. Super. Uh, for Flint, are yours, your beliefs still like relevant? Do you still want to broker a piece with the spiders? Sure. Because you don't know, right, that they're about to be incinerated. If I had half my head, I would. <laughs> but no, I, I don't. I'm unfortunately distracted and terrible dice rolls and throwing away all my Arta. <laughs> you can consider it recycling Arta since it's going into your <laughs> skills. So uh, learn score deep secrets. And that was the current goal was to scout out the Northern Dwarves with you, which you delegated. You can still leave that as it is, I guess. And, and anytime you like push to learn new secrets, you would earn faith. Mm-hmm. And if there's a specific secret you find that, that you want to learn about that is more relevant maybe than the, the Northern Dwarves right now, you could whip up something like, you know, I will definitely find that broken tablet thing that I heard about from the Spider Queen or something. Well, for me to hear about it from the Spider Queen, I think I have to visit her first. Well, what I'm saying is, like, something might happen, and then you might go, oh, this is a specific secret I want to learn, and this is how I'm going to do it. And then I can give you those precious, precious fate points that you keep spending. No, no, see, you're making the assumption I can roll sixes. Did I say fate points? I meant persona points. (laughs) Those, those I spend like water. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you're happy, we we can move on. I'm happy. I, I guess uh, Fandral and and Ovkel might have overlapping ideas of how to deal with the spider infestation. We will see, but uh, yeah, that appears to be Fandral's <laughs> goal as well, and to ensure Flint is not eaten by the spiders. I, I, did you have that last session? No, what? get eaten by spiders. No. No. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that would have been so very appropriate, like dashing in and like grabbing him. Should have added it. Yeah, the prince is being very heroic, so I have to give him credit for that. <laughs> I, I, Stop I'm being heroic. Dwarf. Stop hogging the MVP. <laughs> nah, that's wrong with that. <laughs> that's because he's the prince. He's just playing his character. Uh, you're still interested in leading the trapped dwarves away from the spiders. Yeah, I don't think anything's changed there. Cool. And uh, Slate is off on a on a family adventure, so th- that's very convenient. All right, so we're <laughs> back in the crevice, in the cave, in, in, next by the Debris-filled river stream, right? And all the well, spiders, and you're trapped and well, sweaty, and Vandal has just made the sign to... Roll the yeah, oil uh, and the uh, fire. And Ulfkill is trying uh, to say something? Yeah, Ulf, remember, Ulfkill is actually not in the crevice. He's out am- amongst the spiders drawing in the dust. Well, I'm factoring that distraction into my plan. Because he's totally obsessed and he's totally lost any fear right now because <laughs> he hasn't realized he's talking to spiders yet in his little hindbrain. Ah, you know, Ulfkill, <laughs> if you were so obsessed that you would get in the way of Thandral, that would be worth a fate point. You know that, right? Because you have that trait. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but of course, it, it, it flies from other trait, which is to follow orders. That is true, right? But, uh, but an order has to be given for you to follow it. And I think you are being used. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting two traits. I know I'm hitting two traits, impulsive and obsessed. So, yeah, I'm out there trying to convince, find out what the, con- what the condition of this brewery is. If, if it's like the other one, it's probably just a write-off at this point. Flint. You have that, that instinct, never leave a task undone. And Ulfkin is sort of making you translate, right? Or, or convey his stuff. He, he is trying to convince me that I should be doing beer talk with the spiders. Well, I am trying to actually parlay. Right. So he is more of a thorn in my side, sidelong glance, <laughs> than, than a taskmaster at this point. I said that. If uh, Flint wants to convince Fandral that he needs to go parlay or whatever, you've got we've got to go to dice for that because I don't see Fandral yes, yes. being convinced any other way. Uh, I think yeah. we already failed I, that role. <laughs> yeah, well, you I know, think I think didn't he didn't actually go there. Yeah, what I'm saying to Flint is basically, if you want that instinct to get you in trouble. You could be drawn into the whatever possible unpleasant, troublesome condition that Ulfkill is about to get into as well, and that would earn you a fate. <laughs> if you're fate hungry, I don't know. Maybe you're full of fate. My uh, meme is fate is for trying, persona is for doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what if when you roll like three sixes? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, like that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. Like, like uh, maybe you're not also drawn out as far among the spiders as, as Ulfkill. If, if you don't want it to get you in trouble, that's fine. But where's the, the fun in that? We might need to do a little <laughs> fictional positioning, because I thought yeah. it was spiders, Flint, Ulfkill, and the dwarves, and then at some point, Flint got pulled back. Yes. So I imagine it's now spiders, Flint, Ulfkill, and then the dwarves and, and, and the prince. The other way around, so, right. No, no, Ufkel is out there. He's 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 grabbing man. He's grabbing legs and pointing at things. Yeah, yeah, this, this. Okay, so yeah, he he's he's gotten himself into the danger zone. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, I think we're going to let the prince execute his order or try to execute his order and run with that. You're not drawn out. <laughs> no, not yet. I, I I'm right. I'm drawn for Ufkel's safety. But not for his uh, quest for beer tech. All right. So, so in this instance, you're not like, oh, I should absolutely translate everything that Ulfkill says because that is my task. I will inflict a different instinct on me. I'll go back and get my axe. I left that on the ground. <laughs> oh, but that's about sleeping. You're not sleeping now, right? The intent of the instinct is to always have your axe at hand. Fair enough. I mean, if you want to get in trouble for getting your axe, that's, that's fine, too. I'll, I'll go either way. <laughs> okay, I, I think we'll get our axe because it's a precious thing. It is something I might actually be greedy over. <laughs> okay, Fandle, since two of your most trusted quote-unquote dwarves don't seem to have any sense in them, you're going to face a slightly larger obstacle, and, and failure in your strategy test will not mean that you don't set spiders on fire. It will mean that you draw one or both into the the danger zone, so to speak, as well. Let, let's ask Fandel what his intent is with this fiery burning, spider burning thing. Do you want to eliminate them or do you want to intimidate them? The intent would be so that all of our dwarven, little dwarven party 
can get away safely. Okay, so it's more a distraction or... Yeah. Intimidation. Yeah. It's more about driving them away so you get a chance to, to beat feet. Yes. Uh, that sounds like an orb 2, which I'm going to raise to an orb 3 since you're using strategy instead of tactics. Strategy is more about guiding armies through war, but I, I think they overlap. It's just that this is a much smaller army, quote-unquote. Yeah, that's, we have so many overlapping skills in this system. Indeed. But on the other yeah, hand, they, they, when you have yeah, a system, they, you can fork. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to add one, because an extra to all four, since, since you have those two boneheaded dwarves out among the spiders, right? But I get an advantage because they're distracting the spiders from what I'm doing. Oh, uh, sure. I'll give you that. Oh, also, uh, don't forget that uh, since you now have a plan in place, you can use your call on. Uh, trait if you were to like roll really poorly fandrel roll poorly uh the obstacle is four uh and you have an extra die for f- distraction well fork in throwing because we're going to be throwing our uh like lanterns to, to spill oil and you're, you're throwing too yeah okay cool so you're making molotovs uh you, you could fork in intimidation sure let me do that i'll take it mm-hmm. and i'll throw one persona here Give me the nine. Cool. In normal math, that would be a good chance of success. So if you succeed, you know, you're going to get your thing. And if, if uh, you don't, Flint and Ulfgill are, are going to get kind of caught up in the flames. Not necessarily burned, but they're going to be in the mess. Well, it wouldn't be the first time for Ulfgill. <laughs> <laughs> Look at uh, Unferth and other... Okay, ready? Now! And <laughs> flames erupt. Oil and, and, I don't know, did you make a little, like, dwarf oh, Molotov cocktails, or, or, or what are you doing? Yeah, we're <laughs> using our oil and using lanterns to ah. serve as, as flame distribution. Uh, cool, like, okay. Now? What now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, dear. That's where I've got the call-on trait, fortunately, to reroll all of those massive number of traitors. All the traitors, yes. You have two successes and, and seven traitors. Holy cats! Yep. <laughs> okay, I take back my uh, curse. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> oh, there we go. Seven yeah. successes. Yeah, we're way above what you need. Will opening sixes help any? For successes, I don't know. Keep uh, certain dwarves from catching fire would be nice. Well, you still. I mean, you succeeded, so that's that's. <laughs> it won't. It won't do anything extra. Like it won't. I mean, I don't, I, all the I can think of is just extra duration, keeping the spiders back. All right, all right, or, or extra coverage. Let's make it. Let, let's let's put it that way, right? The more successes you get over the obstacle, the more time you have to skedaddle. All right. Okay. So a total of eight. Successes then. Cool. Okay, so that's four over. So yeah, that's a good amount. Flame erupts all around the spiders. Yes, around them, on them. You you can hear this horrible screeching, kind of hissing, and flint in your head. You hear this this whole rending, piercing cry of agony in in that kind of. I, I'll spider. put my hands to my ears. They're burning. They're burning. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Grab Flint by the collar again and start running. Yes. <laughs> so I guess, I guess uh, Ulfkill's your journeyman companions, right? Uh, Bear and, and Ethelbald come and swoop you up, you know, and drag you away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see the bodily lifting him. <laughs> yes. 
but, 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 I was getting through to them. Trundle off with you like a king. Do you want to put yourself in further horrible situations there, old kill? No, no, I'll let myself get carried away. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> oh, no, I'll just complain. They're just, you know, uh, going, hush, you fool. <laughs> they were going to kill us all, eat us. Um, but, but, but. I could have taught them how to brew. She's <laughs> <laughs> gone insane, says Ethelwald. <laughs> they both have. <laughs> All right, so you hustle it up the river, I guess, or next to it. Yeah. As far as you yeah. can without having to, like, climb. Like, it, it seems that the spiders aren't following. But, but Flint, you can still hear in your head th- this low moaning uh, sort of... You know, if you imagine a creature that's been burned on 80% of its body and it's just sort of dragging itself away to some hidey hole and it's in extreme excruciating pain and it's in that sort of spidery, hissing, whispery voice like (laughs) stuff. I can't do it, but you can imagine. That's okay. Uh, My imagination is sufficient to realize it's going to take a lot of beer to wash that memory away. Yeah, yeah. You can almost feel like your own skin melting off. It's, it's oh, bad. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll add a little insult to injury there. Because <laughs> it's in your head, right? It's, it, now you realize that, that it's not that you heard it. It's that it was in your head. Burns. <laughs> it burns. Well, in my head, he then I'm mumble. He oh, oh, oh! You know what you hear? You hear <laughs> mother help. That kind of thing. Oh, 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 oh great! <laughs> well, I, I, I'm feeling bad because the spiders got burnt. I'm feeling bad because I was not able to parley. I'm feeling bad because I left a task undone. So <laughs> poor Flint is in the dumps. I mean, like. He's almost dragging his axe back to camp. <laughs> when you say up the river, are we going? To you you came a good ways up, back? right? You could, you came a good ways up, but if, if there's nothing you want to do or address here, we can we can jump back to Scoria. Otherwise, you're like standing there, panting, sooty, sweaty, uh, like oh, we, we got away. I, I'm preferring a long, quiet, grim, hopes dashed slog back to Scoria. Uh, uh, Distant echoes of Anguil's smug laughter in your head. Don't forget. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Now, see, now when you put it that way, that offers hope that, uh, it wasn't all my fault. (laughs) Oh, like, he's not, like, laughing presently. It's the the memory, right? It's still... Oh, oh, the memory. Okay, so so I'm just goading myself. Ah, yeah, we can do that. So, if if dwarves have greed, do elves have depression? Yes, they have greed. Oh! <laughs> they, they get really sad. Like, if they have to lie or, or if they have to kill someone, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, that was just a wild-ass guess. but <laughs> <laughs> Unless they, you know, turn to spite, which is when they become dark elves and are horrible uh. people. Yes, no. Well, that Chris, did not end Chris, on, the, on the note I wanted. <laughs> on the way back, I'll go to, to Ofkel and go, we had once talked about uh, you coming up with the devices that could hurl flame. You should start working on that. I? <laughs> Sorry, I should not have watched <laughs> Aliens the other day, because now I'm like like watch, seeing dwarves with flamethrowers, and I'm hearing the alien soundtrack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the fire is dying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 
The only way to be sure. <laughs> yes, the only way to be sure. <laughs> we, we should do. I have an idea to tactical flame them from above. It's the only way to be sure. Opposite my mind to us, Leech. I'll see what I can come up with. I get to use MacGyver wise again. <laughs> Good luck with that. There'll be some sort of contraption that look, probably looks like in a uh, Archimedean um, uh, Greek right. fire machine or something. You mean it's not going to involve frying pans? Nah, but it's just a frying pan. It's, it's to hold the fire in front of the nozzle. That, that means you might have to craft a uh, fuel ale for this. Nah, we just need oil and maybe some pitch and maybe some naphtha and some other things. So it sticks and burns. Okay, you you want to cobble together a flame? Hurling machine? Yeah, a Greek fire machine. Only just going to be dwarf fire. I start yelling at them, okay, you know, let's see what we can find in terms of uh, big, big kettles. Uh, we're going to need to uh, make some sort of pump. It, there's, there's a delightful dwarven skill called war engineer, which is what you use to construct and field terrible war engines and have to destroy fortic- fortifications from those. So this is what you would use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it would be. Fire-breathing monstrosity. This uh, iron dragon, for lack of a better term. It's rooted in will slash perception, so you can use either if you don't have it, and you don't. Yep, the same, so it doesn't matter which one I choose. It'll be now, a B6. Yeah, if you're going to build this, I guess you would need a, a good deal of material. It depends on how ambitious you are. Like, let's go back in Ovka's mind. Like, what what is this device? Is it a handheld device? Is it like... A- it's on a cart. We'll put some of your thick leather cladding on it to keep it from burning, or if we can get some metal, metal cladding to keep it from burning. Basically, it consists of a large tank of something that's flammable and sticky, and then there's a, either a bellows pump or a more primitive piston pump. You know, basically, it's something we can just pump and pump the fluid through over through a nozzle. The nozzle goes over a pan full of uh, burning naphtha or burning whatever and catches fire and then sprays out in a big gout of fire 10, 20 feet. Okay, so, so how, how do you answer the prince? Is this something doable that that Ophel sees as, as? Oh, it's crawling realistic. around his head right now. Yeah, if he finds if he finds some uh, charcoal and a blank wall, he starts uh, sketching it out. All right, so you're still on the way back, and you're like, "Oh, hold on a minute," and you're like starting to draw diagrams of yeah. the walls. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, I think Bear, Ethelbald, and Rory are all looking on over your shoulder, like, "Oh, <laughs> like they never knew you had this in you." <laughs> all right, so Fandral, Ulfkill is getting all like into this whole. We need this and we need that, and and maybe you could tell that he's not focusing on on the fact that you know you might need to get all these things from somewhere. Well. We've got a well-provisioned uh, company, and we've got a city. A city in ruins, aye, though. I but we can find some old copper or lead pipes. Uh-huh. They do. Yeah. And I bet we, we ransack enough, we'll find a big pot. Big enough to uh, to fashion onto. I can use my uh, I can use my uh, black mare artificer to uh, do all the welding. I guess my question to the group: Would you like to zoom out a little, and then we you know we focus on this project? We could do a little like Army of Darkness montage, where you're like assembling the war <laughs> engine. Oh, I, can, I can see dwarves getting hammers and picks out and bashing open walls looking for pipes, and somewhere there's an ancient kitchen being raided for all its big stew pots. <laughs> Is there anything else someone wants to do? immediately or or can we like focus on that i asked flint if there was anything interesting in the goddard hall 
Oh, right. Okay. If, if you want to have like a scene like that, we can do that. And then we could, you know, move on to, you know, creating the war engines. Cause Ovkel's like, Oh, I, I need to find some, some paper to sketch, sketch all this down and, and make a list of all the things I need. Right. And while he's off doing that, yeah, yeah. we can have the Flint and Fandral, um, conversation. Like where, where would this take place on the way back or? In, in uh, the Scoria Hall that the princess set up? I could see it happening on the way back. Flint, mm-hmm. we'll say uh, he's oddly quiet. And when the uh, good prince try, tries to get information out of him, it's, just, it's a big place. I, I still haven't scratched the surface. That's some place we need to go check out while Kel does his tinkering. Hmm. I would appreciate your help. Your skills with the d- dwarven uh, tongue far exceed mine. Sounds like a good idea. Till Ofkel has his war engine ready, we won't be ready to go take on those spiders. And unless we hear news on the Brekia dwarves or have to deal with something with the humans, I guess exploring the Gatterdam hold would be a good use of our time. I'd appreciate that. If if that's the extent of your conversation, like you're like, hmm, well, let's, let's go do this thing. We can we can do that, and then we can do the whole big huge war engine mm-hmm. thing because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the prince can always contribute to the war engine thing via resources without necessarily being on the spot. That's so you true. Could, you could be doing that concurrently, if you will. Uh, Flint, I mean, I mean, Flint could always help too if you like instruct people, like, oh, you know, this is where things would be in a hold because I know about holds. That, that that's true. Yeah. Uh, but he ain't going to do it. Ah. Because he's still got screaming spiders in his head. I like it. Okay. He is distracted. All right, back to killing spiders with fire. Yes. Yes, with <laughs> fire. <laughs> Poor defenseless spiders. Baby spiders, too, yes. Think about that. Think about that for a moment. You can get more of them in a blast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so I guess we um we do the scene where uh, Fandral and Flint uh, return to the, the Gotterdam hold, the empty, ghostly reanimator strings hold. <laughs> Are you returning on your own? Are you bringing more dwarves with you? Are you relieving the dwarves you had with you for other rested um, axe bearers? Or what's what's this like? How are you approaching this? Yeah, I mean, we'll take a couple axe bearers because, you know, it's always good to have somebody say, hey, go do this. Right. Actually, you're, I, you're the prince I could, after all. <laughs> I could see that spending a few hours at least getting cleaned up and nourished before heading there, instead of showing up all sooty and bedraggled. It's a throwaway line, but just the mental image of maybe gotten all the spider webs and soot out of his beard and just taking the time to reflect and get his ducks in a row. Have a few beers. Yes. Okay. To, to provide the mental image that we're not going in following w- one flaming disaster after another. We're not doing good with fire. Well, well, well the prince is, but... If you take the time to clean up, have a beer, wash your face and beard, I think the clinging dread from your back and forth with the ghost, with the Elven Ethark, that sort of melts away, or at least goes to the back of your head where it's not really itching so much. So you, you can you can take away that plus one orb. <sighs> That's all we needed, just a beer. Settle the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess, I guess in this time, the rest of you would like to start to set up like, okay, Vandal will go. Mm-hmm. We need this and this and this from, from our stores and go do it. All right. So you return to the Gotterdam hole then a couple of hours later, cleaned up with a couple of axe bearers. 
let's name two new ex-bears because the others are on leave. Not on leave. <laughs> they're, they're on different duties. I'll grab one if you grab the other. All right. Grenier. Cuthred is the other one. Which one of these dwarves has been with Fandral since you were in the, like, very first military hosts? Cuthred. You, you've probably been through an awful lot together. So you, you know you can trust him and stuff. What's, what's a distinguishing physical quality that, uh, or, like, aspect that he has? He's got, like, big pop-out eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he misses nothing. <laughs> He's got bug eyes. Is he like Marty Feldman? <laughs> yeah, or uh, the actor who played the Klingon leader in The Next Generation. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had bug eyes, didn't yeah. he? So, um, Flint, how is how is Grinher marked by the Goblin Wars? I mean, he, he can totally be lame and shit, but uh, he's, he's still functional. One of his ears is short because part of it got bitten off. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he fingers what's left as a nervous head. <laughs> nice. We can make you a nice leather one. I'm guessing Cuthred is holding a lantern just in case. And Grenier is, is sort of bringing up the rear, fingering his savage ear. <laughs> it's not that scary of a place. No, no, but you know, it's, it's habitual. It is a little creepy since it's like, it's this very regal, spacious place that is, you expect it to be sort of filled with dwarven voices and stuff. And now it's just silent and empty. And there's, there's this inexplicable moaning subterranean breeze moving through the halls and spaces, right? And the, and the like tattered banners and, and I was actually going to say, when the tapestries uh, were here, I imagine they would move and ripple like rivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, We've I'll come to it. see the tapestries. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, they're mostly eaten. <laughs> yeah, or, or the good ones were removed. Yes, yeah, yes. So, oh, yeah. There's it's been pillaged. Absolutely. I, I point out to the prince the uh, library that I found earlier. This is where I started my research. And this is where I also found that agreement that I showed you earlier. You still carrying that? Of course. Perhaps you can make more of it than me. Well, sure, there's some good information here. So we'll uh, start doing a little sorting through stuff and look for... <laughs> this is where the game turns into Call of Cthulhu, where we do research! <laughs> <laughs> In, in this case, it, it's what we want. While, while it's true that the crest is probably hanging on, a, would be hanging on a wall, I would imagine it would be something that they would take. So what I'm looking for, since now I actually have someone who can help, help mm-hmm. me with some of these scripts, is if the Goddardams were to fall back, where would they fall back to? What holdings do they have? Maybe they have something on the, on the surface, uh, and they went that direction instead of going into Marl. So maybe that's why there's not too many Goddardams in my personal family tree. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they all got heinously slaughtered. But I, I need to know more, and Grandfather just wasn't really forthcoming. Or maybe they made a side tunnel to, to the northern uh, underway and started a new dwarven city. They may have just all relocated north and said, wait a minute, we're missing a few. (laughs) (laughs) They got split up in the confusion. So uh, definitely trying to find histories of holdings and just trying to get some kind of clue to where the crust would have gone, since I can't imagine it would be here. But I I still want to look just in case, because I would rather find... The empty spot of the crest, then to say I didn't search at all. All right. So I guess you have a slightly different intent this time. Yeah, if I can get an ancient history test out of this, that would be good for me. All right. You just need one. Yeah. What, what kind of test? Routine? Routine. 
so I guess it's another research test. Flint started to open that last session, I think, or the session before that. I'm misremembering. Uh, it was it was uh, Slate who did research last session. Yeah. And Flint was doing other stuff. I think uh, we did RuneScript. Yeah, I, 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 RuneScript, yes, 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 because that's something I actually am capable of doing. But this feels like a research test. You're, you're yeah. trying to find data on where things would be. Let's let's make it a research test. You can do it, and Fantrill could help, I guess, with ancient history. All right. Since sure. you can help stats with skills, but you cannot fork into them. See, I know Burning Wheel. <laughs> Yay! I succeeded. <laughs> it's like, I know Kung Fu. Burning Wheel Live. Yes. <laughs> Navigating intricate rulebook-wise. Our research is based on? Uh, based on perception. Well, I have a handy five in that. So five dice, and I think finding... Well, it's relevant information from a native language text, so obstacle mm-hmm. three, which would be double to six. Yeah, okay, well, we, we got a helping die, and yeah, well, let's burn a couple of persona die, because I'm in... Alas, that would be a different kind of test. And what Fandle oh. wants, so maybe Fandle wants to help with another skill that he's, I don't know, a challenging or difficult test in. Okay, meta-wise, what, what, what would actually, be Actually, there? actually, screw that. Ignore me. I'm thinking about the double for, uh, for yeah, never mind. So I'd still be my, my four, I guess, in obstacle three would be what I'd be using. Is that difficult, though? It would be difficult. It would be difficult, okay. I mean, if you still want to do, do use that skill, that's, that's cool. If you have another that you can, you can apply, that Rune would script. be... Script. Yeah, yeah. Horkin more the merrier. So I'm opening research? You are opening research, yes. Since it is based okay. on perception and you have, what, a five? Yeah. That means it takes five routine tests before doubling, uh, which is the, which is what this is, right? Before doubling. So it counts toward opening it. Or could I do some sort of link thing where I do some ancient history to sort through this? And this section is where would be what you're looking for. And then, then he uh, rolls on that with a, a bonus die or something. Hmm. If you would not like to like directly help, but go, wait a minute, I live, I used to live here. What do I remember? Right. And what do, what do my chronicles say? Go with your oral history instead of the written history. Well, if, if he's bringing his chronicles, he gets an extra die on his test, right? Oh. So, um, so you might have seen, no, you sent Sigibert away. So maybe, maybe one of the experts are actually carrying the great chronicles if you, if you want to bring them, right? All right. In that case, you could you could consult the the chronicles and uh, knowing what what Flint wants, right? And we can make it a linked test. So you do your history, and then if you succeed, Flint gets an extra dime. I just so totally imagine Cuddy going. I served in the Goblin Wars, and now I'm schlepping books. <laughs> yes, I, I gave him a nickname of Cuddy already. <laughs> Of course, it's in that good-natured way because, you know, they've probably saved each other's lives countless times. That's five plus how many piles of die? Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Sure, sure, um, sure. Let, let's do the uh, ancient history test first, see if Fanel can aid you. Okay, so uh, it would be relatively recent history. Yeah, You're not looking for, like, obscure figures. These are, like, nobles or they're a prominent clan, at least. So let's, let's make this an ob-2. It's an ob-2 ancient history test. So you, you're going to get your... um. A routine test that you need. I get a bonus die because I have my chronicles with me. Is that right? Uh, yes, yes. So five. Ooh, there's two. Mm, ta-da! I do have a six if that'll help to open it. It wouldn't, not in this case. Oh, yeah, here's uh, information about the gutter dance back in the day. So if you don't want to go back more than, uh, than 200 years here to find this information, so it's probably in that stack of stuff. <laughs> 
Awesome. So that's an extra die for for um, Flint, meaning you have six dice now against an obstacle of six. <laughs> I guess I should give you steak stuff. If you fail, you are still going to find places to go to. Whether they are the right place or a safe place is not true. Um, like the situation there is going to be different depending on if you succeed or fail. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to throw down a couple of persona to get that uh, to eight versus six. Mm-hmm. And those those are spent on perception since it's a um, okay. A good, 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 good to know. Come on, I, I I haven't had a good die roll in months. Let's let's see eight d six. That's uh, four successes mm-hmm. and two sixes. I so would, I would fate that. Yes, yes, yes. We will. And mm-hmm. that's two d six. Twenty five percent chance we can do this. Nope. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's just, there's this quite palatial glade that they owned on the surface. <laughs> <laughs> they would go there for 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 absolute safety and. Uh, <laughs> I think I like what you where you're going because the history of, of the Goddams is coming from topside, if you will. So, so certainly, the only reference you find is to a not like a farm necessarily, but it's kind of a retreat or storage that is on the mountainside. Outside. Actually, if you look at the map, there's a hidden valley. <laughs> okay. No, there, literally there is. If you look at the map to the east, no, to the west of Scoria Deep, there's this little green glup of a hidden valley, which would be perfect to hide, hide in because it's well surrounded by mountain. I could see Goddardam saying, you know, you know we need a a, a a little hidey hole, bolt hole that uh, isn't full of goblins or whatever. Sure, let's go with that. If you think that's cool, uh, I like. I'm not, not going to go like, oh, blah, 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 but uh, that would be like two, three days away. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not something that would be in the in the backyard. It's okay. a place to run to. And who says that the maps that I have that lead to it are accurate? Or maybe even intentionally misaccurate. Yeah, is that a word? Uh, I, lo- I love it when you give me failure conditions. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, you see the reference and uh, it mentions the place. It's like, um, where's that? You have no reference to, to it elsewhere. No maps showing the path. It would take a scout to find it. <laughs> it just so happens I know a few. But, oh, this is... This is really good information, sir. Unfortunately, it's not in Scoria. Maybe uh, we should check out around Scoria first, just in case it's actually here before we go running off somewhere else. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it, it's just it's just a trail. So per- perhaps we we can uh, spread out and do a quick look around the house and see if we can find the shield. Oh, we haven't done that yet. Okay. I don't want to take too much of your time, sir. I know you're 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 busy, and at some point, the Brickia dwarves will want an audience. Yeah, we can find them. Let's finish. Let's finish up her, here. No task undone if we can help it. <laughs> 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 then, then we can head back to the company. All right. The the two axe bearers um, are now slightly less bored that you are combing through the the, the clan hold, but. Yeah, you, you realize fairly quickly that it's been almost picked clean. Any obvious artifact has been removed. You do find like a vault further in, which has been cracked open. Oh. And it doesn't look like it was made, like it was, it's not something you would ever expect the serpent people, humans to do. 
because uh, it bears the marks of dwarf tools. Dooney's people. Yeah, that, that that's a uh, a thread that's left dangling that we need to snip. Well, to say that I'm uh, disappointed is not quite true. It's it's almost what I expected, but I, at least I I have uh, a couple of paths to investigate. Here's a quick kind of meta question: Are any of Dooney's people in Scoria Deep? Or are they smarter than that? On what level are you asking? Because maybe there are people there who would be loyal to Dooney, maybe even within your expedition. Or are you asking, like, are there spies in Scoria? Or are there people who are, like, hanging around, but they haven't announced themselves, right? It's kind of an infiction Uh, question, right? I guess that's something that will have to be determined then. Mm Mm-hmm. I would hope there's not any in if, our part. If it's, a, if it's a suspicion of yours that you want to pursue, you could always write to believe about it. I think I will ponder that as we head back to the company. Okay. Let's do the war machine. Um, Cue the montage music. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first music that came up was Yakety Sax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the music from Army of Darkness when they're, we can take these Jedites, we can take them with science. The music comes to my mind is from Blazing Saddles and the building the fake city. <laughs> with all of our different uh, montage musics uh, included, Let's see if we can make a war machine, a war engine. I think this is going to be a linked test, and we are going to like cover stuff like uh, you want to scavenge stuff from Scoria, you want to use yep. readily available resources, you want to cobble them all together into the thing you want to do. Yeah, so that sounds like I'm using a bunch of skills I haven't fully learned yet. If you can find <laughs> stuff with like scavenging, then you don't have mm-hmm. to, you won't have to spend as much of the resources you brought with you, either raw mm-hmm. resources or by dismantling stuff like wagons and, and brewing mm-hmm. equipment. It would be scavenging a resource test and then the, the making of the thing. Be using my learning skills, scavenger, then I would be using my, my resources, which aren't too bad. Not like uh, certain princes. But uh, I, I think the prince would do the resources and you would help. Let's do the scavenging oh, yeah. test first. Can I get any help from others out there? Or? Yeah, I think you can get two helping dice from, from the other dwarves that, that you have with you that are available. The whole yeah, so montage part where so they're bre- breaking into the kitchens, like you said. Yeah, and breaking open walls and looking for the sewer pipes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yes, grabbing stuff and stripping metal and putting all, all of it in piles. Uh, no, it's a learning skill for me. So that means that whatever the obstacle is, it's doubled. So what's the obstacle? I'm looking for things like pots and pipes. Yeah. That's common household. Yes. So it's ob two, so it's ob four. Okay, so it doubles ob four. But it counts toward opening scavenging, so you can mark that. All right, so that's going to be six dice plus two helping dice, so it's eight dice. And Flint is totally not helping because you're all you know caught up in, in your clan stuff. Matter of fact, it's even worse than that because I'm updated my uh, belief to oh. look for Dooney's cohorts in Scoria. Ooh. So I'm, I'm going to put on the uh, heavy cloak and start snooping around instead of helping. Oh, delightful. <laughs> I have six successes. If I pop the six, will I get better stuff to work with? It won't help the next test, but we could always say that you find more material quickly, more quickly, right? Yeah. So it takes less yeah. time to yeah, assemble. That, uh, would it be that I find enough stuff to make two of them? 
No. <laughs> no. Oh, well. I, I, I know what it is. <laughs> you found a broken fountain with a uh, dragon's head for a spout. That worked. Let me see what happens if I pop that six. It's real quick. Okay, but still, yeah. I mean, I got six successes over four. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably got something very, very appropriate. It's probably also probably made out of rock instead of metal, but it works. So now we go to the resources <laughs> test. And since you have more um, material readily available, you're going to get a bonus die. And I'm helping, so I'll get, you get another die off, from, off of me from my, my resources. Yes. And Fandral rolls gray resources dice, which is awesome. So your helping dice are, are um, converted to gray. Oh. It's good to be the prince. <laughs> Let's say it's an OB5 resources test. I'm going to be generous and say it's tools for special skills. The, the skill is. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to find a, a more or less intact blacksmithy. Because a lot of this stuff requires me to actually, you know, heat the stuff up and and melt and mm-hmm. weld it together. Yeah. Well, well uh, you know, Scoria is full of the odd, the in- industry parts anyway. Or, or yeah, that's not going to yeah. be a, a problem. Like having a workshop, you'll just clean one out and start doing what you do. So it's an Ob five, and we have Fandral's resources of G seven, I guess, mm-hmm. plus two dice. So G nine, which should be a routine resources test for Fandral. <laughs> Which doesn't really count since it, <laughs> if if you fail, it it just means that uh, you didn't have enough handy stuff, or you mm-hmm. find later that some of the the scavenged stuff you scavenged are not up to snuff. So you're going to get a penalty to the the making test. It doesn't mean that you don't yeah. have anything. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. we nice. I think we got uh, just the pipe and cask you're looking for. Oh, this work is a seal. <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom resin. <laughs> or bug resin, I don't know what you would use. All right, so war, ma- war engineer. So what is this? Is, is this equivalent of a, of a small stone thrower or a siege arborist? Diabolical device. Yeah. <laughs> it's intricate. Don't have- so so I'm, I'm going to have to look at it that way instead of, like, size. Right, It's not a large okay. something, but it's intricate. Yeah, let's say ob, ob five. All right, so doubles to ten. And before you do any testing, like if you succeed, you make it. Great. Like you mm-hmm. have your, your crazy fire-breathing wagon mm-hmm. <laughs> war engine. If you don't, you're still going to make it, but it's going to be uh, unreliable. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> it's be a dangerous uh, word, yes. Dangerous to the so people like making it. You mean dangerous to have kill. It's not going to be directly dangerous, as in, you know, you make it and then it explodes. It's going to yeah. be like when you apply it, you're going to be more in danger than otherwise, than if you had succeeded. So, so I have my basic six. Do I get any bonus dice from the re- that good resource roll? Uh, yes, you have an extra... Extra die. So that's seven on an ob ten. Uh, I think I will spend three persona to take it up to Ooh. eleven dice. Tap your greed because you're trying to get your breweries back. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Greed. <laughs> yeah. So that only costs what? This is to take the breweries back. Oh, great. You're right. So, you're right. I make a greed test. Yes. No, no, no. You yes. Spend, so spend one persona and you can tap your entire greed. So that picks you to twelve. Twelve dice. This is difficult, isn't it? Let's see. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult greed test. Uh, and I put the persona against my my will or my per- it's will or perception, isn't it? You can use either. I'm going to put it against my will. This is interesting. This is so very Ulfkel. 
It's <laughs> not that you're very smart about it. It's that you are loud and like, you should do this. And this is how I meant it to be. And, and it's more social getting people to do the thing you designed, right? Instead of like being silent and doing your own thing. <laughs> You know, I'm going to spend two more, so I take up the 14 whoa, dice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many persona total I can't. spending? <laughs> you can spend in total three on any one test. One dice hit greed, and two more persona give me two more dice, so total of three. Twelve, Let's hope you roll some features so you can spend some fate as well. Yep. And, oh, no, don't have to. War, no, War Engineer is one of those cheaty dwarfy skills. It is when you open it, but you are now using will. Ah, Okay. I know. Oh, I, I tried. Same thing. I know. I know. <laughs> I keep doing the same mistake. 14, D6... Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna, I have two sixes I can, I can pop, so I'll spend the fate to pop those. So that's the... ten, right? Yeah. Oh, so it's, so it's close. almost a success. Just one away. We think it's gonna work perfectly, right? Oh yeah. It, it is it, magnificent. It, when we do the test in the open courtyard, we sit far to the fountain, it works really well there. <laughs> <laughs> As this whole montage is happening and you're building this thing, the myriad humans who are in uh, Scoria are like, you know, they're drawn to what you're doing and they're like watching, trying to like figure out what the hell you're doing. And then it like fire. Whoa. It's like it's almost like you you can sense sort of a religious interest. It's like you're almost like making an effigy of their god. <laughs> you get it? Right? So <laughs> I, I think you may have converted some of the humans who were critical or suspicious of dwarves, right? <laughs> By this display of obvious uh, reverence for, for their deity, right? Excellent. And I can see Wolfkill because he's, you know, going into the battle, but this thing's on fire. So he's wearing his, his gear for working on the forges. So he's got the big leather apron, you oh, know, yeah. that's, and he's got his face mask and goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his beard tied up and, and, and basically he's taken his beard and tied into a tight ponytail and then stuffed it down his shirt more or less <laughs> and he's got his big thick leather gloves on you know and you know, he's just ready to go to war <laughs> we'll show them at liege we'll those bastards <laughs> and we'll make a batch of the Molotov cocktail too because we gotta throw those around just to yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you test for that. You yeah. succeed at your resources. <laughs> yeah. Did I? Did we actually find some naphtha? Well, you have things that burn oil, so forth. Probably, like you said, uh, wax and tallow and oil, just mm-hmm. so they all together kind of stick together and burn because oil runs too much. But the wax and tallow may actually stick and burn longer. So yeah, it's a mix. Definitely got to pump it. That part <laughs> of the the montage is is Ovkel standing over a kettle and and it's all bubbling and. It Imagine these horrible smells coming out of it and just dwarves coming by and yeah, measurements. <laughs> and then every so often he gets, a, he gets a ladle, dips it in, walks away from the kettle far enough and then throws it over an open flame and sees how it burns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fireball. Based on my learning skills, I would make one hell of a siege. I'm learning. I have MacGyver wise. I have war engineers, stone artificers. One of these days, if they become real skills, I'll be dangerous. Yeah. Next season. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> for for Todd, I don't know if we want to keep big, huge secrets. H- how do you feel about that? I had to find out if I was muted or not. This one, yes. I'll try not to make a habit out of it. Do you think like maybe we could we could support the play you want to do together in some way? Mm. Do you have a belief that 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 this contravenes or, or like um, 
I have, well, I have a belief that backs it up. I, I I don't want like big, huge, you know, super secret reveals. So so well, um, it's better to keep it in the open. Is it still something okay. you want to do? Oh yeah. I, I just didn't know how you wanted to play that out since yeah. it's happening yeah. secretly. It's cool that it's happening secretly. Like I think the dwarves are probably busy enough with this whole siege engine construction. Yes. Uh, they have a- made their own fiery spectacle. Yes, yes. <laughs> so would you like to like reveal what, what your plan is? Well, so well, we can- before we do that, I was going to say that when we're going to go assembling this big army of dwarves to go attack him, I was going to have Flint not be there, given what he did last time. Indeed, indeed. I think that's cool. So this is why I think we should take Flint's uh, intent out in the open, because then we can can consider, like, is he there? What's he doing? Then the answer is no. (laughs) See, I'm I'm not sure how I want to play it. I'd ask you you to trust us, like, however it's going to shake out. They're just our characters. (laughs) After... Flint dons his cloak and uh, goes off saying that he's uh, going to look for Dooney's uh, cohorts. He has a change of heart and seeing you know th- this fire-breathing monster that, that the dwarves have made, he sneaks off and goes down uh, to, to the spider lair and tells them to flee because the dwarves have made a fire-breathing dragon. That and is then, his intent, anyway. That's his intent. <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out. The worst thing that can happen is it's a hosting signal. Situation. You know, he is a scout and, and he is sneaky. See, I usually have Flint take care of traitors, so who am I going to have to take care of Flint? <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that Flint no longer has the belief that, you know, so long as Fandral blazes a path for Dwarven glory, he has my axe. That's no longer on your sheet. It's just, it's other things. So, yeah, that's interesting. Well, um, because I know that the spiders are not monsters. They're, well, well, they are kind of monsters, but they can think and, and, and they can plan. I don't know if it's a god or damn gift that no one told me about because I've never tried to talk to spiders before. Indeed. <laughs> but uh, I, I sense that they can be an ally and burning them to a crisp isn't going to achieve that. And all we're going to do is end up burning the brewery down to the ground. So my, my motives are pure if my tactics are not. Okay, so we have a bunch of dwarves building this thing and we have a bunch of dwarves on regular patrol, some of which is human co-opted. So I think if you want to get away, it's essentially going to take a stealthy test to get away from from the other dwarves, from the hold, without anyone like mm-hmm. realizing it or stopping you, per se. Well, I have a B4 in stealthy. I'm learning my way mm. around the hold. So uh, I've, I've got hold-wise and I've got a really cool distraction going on down in the square where you the do, fire you machine. Do. I'd say it's an op 2. I'll give you an, uh, an advantage for the events. If Fandral is in any way keeping an eye on Flint, I think we should roll a versus test between you instead of the flat Ob 2. Yeah. I like Ob 2. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, consider consider that you've been a bit unstable-seeming. So, so. Yes, I I said I was going to make sure that someone was keeping an eye, keeping him close, keeping him here, so he didn't get in the way when we launched our assault. Okay, uh, so what, you're, you're going to like tag an axe bearer to follow me? Yeah, or make sure that Bruna needed you for something, and so you had to stay with her. <laughs> Contrive a story. Yeah. I'll, okay. You know, talk to her. We, we can work Flint's that. And acting a little squirrely, I think, keep him close. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, now now Bruna is actually still laid up with a completely broken leg. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so it's not someone who can hobble about. 
Right. I'm gonna play. You bastard. I know where this is going. Flint needs to be with her and take care of her. Because right <laughs> I have that instinct. <laughs> oh, you don't have to act on it. It just gives you a fate if you're, if, you, if it gets you in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to say no to a lady. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd earn fate either way because you also have never leave a task undone and you yes. now have the whole peacemaking with the spiders thing. So <laughs> now it's your job to put all that together. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking because because it seems like uh, the prince has some agency in this. So I wouldn't just want to relegate it to a test made by another dwarf or a flat test. And it's not like the prince is sitting on a rock waiting for Flint to pass by. So it's not like observation. It, it's Machiavellian <laughs> manipulation. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say it's probably persuasion or command for the prince. It depends on how you want to approach it. If you, if you want to seek out Bruna uh, and surreptitiously or, or like Machiavellian-esque, like say, like, you know, call, send for him, you know, and, and make sure he stays. That should that would be persuasion. If you want to delegate duty to someone to keep an eye on him, that would be command. Persuasion sounds good. Mm. Sounds like the way he'd work. Because the prince, he was born with a silver tongue. <laughs> with the devious, devious silver tongue. Silver tongue and silver spoon? Yikes. He's got a full set of tools in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. That's what she said. Think I'm going to lower the obstacle because you're kind of... You're touching upon someone who matters to her. It wouldn't be her full will. Oh, and she's hurt. Good point. So it's like ob two. That's it. Brow beat the defenseless. Jeez. See, this is what you should be doing with your intimidation skill if you want to raise it. Like, you should go <laughs> to the people who are hurt or ailing and like, yeah. <laughs> strike first. Strike goblin first. Intimidate second. <laughs> That's what you do. But then I'm all, I'm already kind of relegating. So uh let's let's say this. Let's let's do a persuade versus versus stealth test instead. If 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 you succeed, I'll I'll give you an uh, an advantage because you're you're kind of touching upon Bruna's sort of personal beliefs there, Fandral. But just so we have a, a straight like versus test instead of a, a convoluted like, yeah, you tell Bruna and then Bruna does this and you know, but Flint ignores his instinct and then, you know, we're back in the sort of not good place. I think the persuade test for Fandral is Bruna and probably like, hey, Froomey, keep an eye on Flint. And hey, you band of brothers scouts, you know, Flint's been acting a bit weird, like maybe you should. So it's, it's, it's more than just going to Bruna, right? So that's your persuasion plus one die. And Flint will do his stealthy plus, I guess, hold wise. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you, you feel like you want to, oh, on both sides, right? Is there anything that, that you feel like you could levy or fork in? Conspicuous. Can it be used to be not conspicuous? Yes, it's called inconspicuous and it's a different skill. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like stealthy, that's you avoiding everyone. Inconspicuous mm-hmm. is, oh, I'm just walking through this crowd and I totally belong. Or, you know, I'm, I'm not at all on my way to knife the prince. Well, stealthy and hold wise seem to be the way to go. And if it becomes m- multiple tests and we get into the tunnels, then I can switch to tunnel-wise. <laughs> do, do you have tunnel-wise? Yes. You should have. You could use hold-wise and tunnel-wise, and you're then stealthy. I guess Fandle could conceivably use command, use his influence as a as the prince. We're both es- escalating our dice rolls. So uh, <laughs> I- I'm up to uh, four plus a couple of forks and a distraction for seven die. And you have six to begin with, right, Fandral? Mm-hmm. And a die for doing the Bruna thing. Okay. And one for... Command. Uh, so you're up to eight, right? Eight versus seven. Well, that's 
still possible, I suppose. Before we test, if there is a defender here, I'm leaning toward it being Fandral. Do you think that's an, an appropriate perception? Well, it is his town, and I'm, try- I'm the one trying to sneak out of it without any of his agents noti- noticing me, so yeah. Mm. Okay, so in a tie, Fandral is going to win the te- win the versus test. Is there anything we can do to make this more difficult? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Are there any? Well, I'm not going to set the the town on fire or anything. No. Okay. All right. Uh, just, we'll leave that to Ufkel. I guess right. it, it depends on how important this test is to you. Well, burn, I, I, baby, burn. I haven't decided if if if, if it's worth the persona or not. So I'm, I'm still gnawing on that because I am down to three, and I think I'm going to need those because things are escalating. So yeah, we'll just go with our seven die. I'll spend uh, three. Three. <laughs> we'll spend two just to get me to ten. Nice rounder number. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I know he's doing it because he likes me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm only looking out for you, Flint. <laughs> uh, Stop stressing. Well, Fan- well, Fandral, I wish you luck. I wish you my kind of luck. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a versus well, test, so, so, you know, you roll any time, and we have our die pools knocked out. Okay, so let's throw down seven dice. I've got one, two, three, four, five successes, and a six. I've only got three and two sixes, so we'll try. Seems like it's fate spending time, guys. Yeah. Defin- definitely we'll spend a fate point. The fate of the dwarves! No, it's the fate of the spiders, actually. I believe the dwarves are <laughs> murderizing. Didn't get an extra one, so I, got, I am at five. I got two more, and one of those was a six. Keep rolling. No, no okay. more. So what's your total again? Five for Flint and five for Fandral? Yep. That means uh, the tie goes to Fandral, so... That's a good try. Yeah, so Flint, I, I guess you're you're being all stealthy and stuff. You're nearing the like outer perimeter, and then Froomey spots you. He's not part of the guards keeping an eye on, on that por- portion of Scoria down toward the spiders. He mm-hmm. just seems to be wandering around, and he spots you and goes, Oh, Flint, Bruna is looking for you. That that's that's worth a face palm, right? <laughs> it's like okay, so much- come and listen, yeah. Well, I I actually have a thing for Bruno as well. So is it important? Well, it's not it's not my it's not my you know business, but um, it seemed urgent. <sighs> Where is she staying? Well, she's still laid up, so um, over by Stonebones. Oh yes, where did Stonebones set up shop? I believe over in the old um, Rock Hewer Clan's po- hall. P- pulled uh, name from ass. <laughs> hey, you did, that, was, that was that was well pulled. <laughs> if there's not a Rock Hewer Clan, then there needs to be one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Froomey. I can still get to the spiders in time. Are, are you still? Are you? Are you all right? You seem a bit distracted. Oh, I'm devious. I'll, I'll, I'll bring him in close. I says, I'm actually worried that there's agents and cohorts of Dooney still in the city. We need to keep an eye out for them. What? No. Here? Well, you weren't with us when we went uh, to the Goddardam hold. They, they gutted it, and it was dwarves who did it. You can tell by the marks. The rotten bastards. <laughs> like, you can see him, like, imagining strangling the... <laughs> Okay. Of Dooney, right? Well, um, should we keep an eye out for strange-looking dwarves, or maybe they use humans? Be on your guard. I, I have no idea. I haven't got a description yet. But what I'm looking for are dwarves that are not northern dwarves that are still hanging out with the humans. Will do. 
So if you can keep an eye out for them, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Oh, clap on the back. Well, we'll see what's up with Bruna. She better have a good story. <laughs> so I was thinking about trying a new type of bread. <laughs> what do you think? Help <laughs> <laughs> with my hair. <laughs> well, imagine, yes. congrats to you, Fandral. <laughs> Successfully preventing you from betraying the party. <laughs> What's yes. funny is I, I, I was going to say it's, it's going to be Froomey at the tunnels and somebody read my mind like a comic book. <laughs> so do you return to Bruno? Sure. Do do? Okay. Because, uh, well, you know, there's still time to warn the spiders, I say to myself. Mm-hmm. So, so what's a cool – anyone, what's a cool element that, that marks the, the Rock Hewer clan's hall, right? What, what's, like, special about it? Oh, it's, it's got to look like Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, so it's all, like, it's basic and rugged? To yes. denote who lives there. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah, as opposed to all the everything that's like fine and frilly and carved, and th- this is raw rock. And there's uh, sigil is a, a crossed hammer and, and pickaxe <laughs> that looks a bit a, a bit like a hammer and sickle for some reason. Their house words you know. are rock. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big old slab stone slab table that you realize is one slab that was carefully carved, cut and carved out. So can you move the furniture? No. They carved it out of the living rock. <laughs> the table is actually part of Scoria Deep. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, so you make your way to the Rock Hewer uh, Clan's Hall. It's thinner. It doesn't have a whole lot of like super hurt dwarves anymore. I think uh, the one who was worse off was the Colm or whatever his name was, the, the dwarf who was tortured. He's still there, and Scully is still there with his burns and all that. Have we moved in the rest of the dwarves from our field camp? Are they all in here now? All the dwarves. So that, mean, that means there are four or kinds yeah, yeah, yeah. in here too then. Kim or Kaim or however you supposed to say his name but you'll yeah. discover that when you take advantage of keen on kind it's it's lucky that you don't have like advanced medical technology because then stone bones and slate would have been using the wrong medical charts wrong blood type <laughs> yes everything's wrong he's never going to recover <laughs> so as you enter the dwarven version of of you know stone bones md or house md or whatever um <laughs> you, you see close to the entrance there's a there's a cot where uh bruna's is laid up uh with like a uh, her leg is all in bandages and she's, she's thumbing it's through dwarves. It, it has an elegant splint yeah i'm sure it does yeah very nicely done probably probably recently changed by by stone bones uh, I'm, I'm just trying to get the proper <laughs> mindset I, I can see flint coming up cr- arms crossed Looking down, so, Bruno, Raven Wife, why have you summoned me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost don't want to go into the scene because that's a great close. Like, end well, we, we can leave it right there if you want. <laughs> I guess I could yeah. go, we could go around the dwarves and see and see if there's anything else you would like to do in preparation for next session when we're probably gonna gonna assault the spiders. Well, Fandral is obviously putting together a strategy here for how we're going to make the assault and getting everybody organized so we can have his call on trade at least. <laughs> He's in the war room. <laughs> and there is no fighting yeah. in the war room. And the dragon is pivotal to your strategy. 
I, I actually can see Ufkel busily assembling his, you know, a small team. He's, uh, he's looking at his dream and saying, you have to stay. I'll be taking the apprentices with me and I'm digging them up with what I can find in terms of fireproof gear because we're going to be operating the siege weapon. Well, yeah, you're the crew. <laughs> But my fellow brewers, uh, they're staying behind because someone's got to be around just in case it goes ass end, ass end up. I mean, Rory and Bear and Aethelwald. So the expendable <laughs> apprentices are with you. <laughs> Murtog, over here. Rudy, over here. You got to be helping me. You know, uh, I think Aethelwald is like, I should be on the engine. You know, if something happens to you, uh, I, I still know a good deal of uh, the operations. I could take over if you were hurt. That's a good, good thought. But yeah, I need you with those those two to you know to help set this place up and get the breweries going. We don't have a brewery un- unless we go down in into the breweries and take them from the spiders. And I need, I want to help you with that. Let Bear babysit Rory if she needs to. I have command. It's a learning skill. Can I try to simply say no? Yeah, I am the head of the, bre- of the Brewers Guild here of Scoria Deep. I order you to stay here. And and help and help them open up new breweries. If you even have to take over a place and turn it into a brewery, you got that, lad. All right, if that's about how you want to play it, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. I think your obstacles actually it's four. I'm gonna add one because you're going against one of Ethelbald's beliefs. Yeah, so Correct. that makes it five. <clears throat> makes it ten. So sixty-six against versus ten. Okay. No, if you succeed, he he will like begrudgingly stay back. Uh, if you don't, he is gonna do something else. Or he can be, basically convinces me that he has to go go along. I guess if that is or the he, condition or, or, you're fine or, with, uh, we can do it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm I'm gonna wing it. Hmm, I got five. I'm halfway there and I have two sixes. We want burn a fate. Yeah, we're burn fate. So a total of seven successes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see us having the argument and I'm just sitting there staring at him and I go, damn, yeah, right. Cuff him against the head. Right. There. I point to, I point to Rudy and say, Rudy, you get, you get to stay behind. I can see him just going, Oh, thank God. <laughs> this is the other, other survivor from the burning brewery. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's yeah. very happy to be all very much away from the fire. <laughs> I think this yes. is a difficult wheel test for you, right? Yeah. I take it that stealth test I failed was also difficult. Five versus um, how many dice did you roll? I, I had seven dice with five successes. And that should be difficult, yes. What did I learn from this failure? Keep an eye on Froomey. I can't wait to next session when you're like forced to stand beside Fandle and as he's like gloriously leading everyone to slaughter the spiders and all you can hear are, ah! Yeah. <laughs> No. When that's going on, he's going to be dealing with uh, Bruna. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. You know, if if I were the director or writer of this show, if we imagine the <laughs> show, I would definitely have Flint like chained to Fandral's chariot beside him and having stand there before <laughs> to watch uh, and like see what he failed to to stave off. <laughs> Wow, no, no, this is, I, I can see you're a different director than I am. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was going to have this, him chained to Bruna. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is not the this is not the game of stones. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get there. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll go to Arkham. Let's look over your your wonderful beliefs or not so wonderful beliefs, depending on who you ask. So let's start with Fandral from the bottom. You led the dwarves away from the spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess the quest to ensure that Flint is not eaten by spiders is ongoing. So I'll give you a persona for the lead away and a fate for making sure he's not eaten eaten by spiders. Okay. Still, it's um, been 
reasonably successful so far. Yeah. Despite your best efforts, yes. Yes. <laughs> and a fate for, for uh, you know, uh, helping with uh, a means to deal with a spider infestation. Let's mm-hmm. go up to Flint. You know, peace is one way to deal with the infestation. Yeah. Just say <laughs> you, you just never had that conversation. Maybe you were distracted yeah. or something there, Flint. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess you learned a little bit of a secret about your family, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a persona point. Huzzah. Uh, and in that case, I'm not going to touch the scout score deep and learn her secrets. Because I didn't. Yeah. It was I tried. Pertaining to your family, <laughs> yeah. You did try to broker peace with the spiders by sneaking off. So that's a fate. And that's and, it for your beliefs. And my instincts tripped me, though. Uh, task undone and uh, never say no to a lady are conflicting and gnawing on my you spinal. You should get a fate for getting your axe back there and put, placing yourself in, in harm oh, yes. of getting oiled and burned. <laughs> Uh, and so should Ulfkel for following his obsessed and impulsive traits. So that'd be what, a fate each? No, no, I'm just going with one of them, either one. Either one, one works, okay. but obsessed seems to be the, the one, yeah. uh, you know, appropriate, most yeah. appropriate. Yeah. One yeah. fate yeah. for yeah. the act. <laughs> yeah. And let's check out Ulfkel's beliefs. Well, a fate for uh, working towards dealing with a spider infestation. Mm-hmm. And no real singing witch yet. No uh, retrieving Nogris piece. <laughs> It ain't over until the, the witch sings, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of feel that the witch and mother are the same person, but we'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give an embodiment to all of you. Yay. That's persona? Goodbye. Yes, yes, embodiment persona. Considered Moldbreaker, right. but but um, since for a flint, but... Um, More like whipped. <laughs> <laughs> Froomey was a good call, because... I wouldn't shank for him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, fair enough. I'm going to give you a mold breaker because you could have conceivably shanked someone else. (laughs) That's another persona. Okay. And then we get to the voting, which which is entirely on you. So um, workhorse for helping and so forth, having gear, Mm -hmm. right gear. I think Ufkel was slaving away in the background building our device. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the whole technological terror thing. It's going to be pivotal. <laughs> right. uh, so, a, a, a persona workhorse for for Ulkel. Any, any MVPs? Well, if you if you if you phrase it as couldn't have done it without, we couldn't have done it without the prince's resources. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if if that's how you're supposed to reward it. Drives uh, story to its conclusion. Who shines in the last moments? Well, well he's gotten everything he wanted. Yes, uh, I mean, he foiled Flint and favored uh, Ufkel. So, uh, yeah, I'd say that def- definitely put it together for us. How, how do you guys feel about the PvP elements so far? I'm bringing it up because, you know, uh, Todd, you you approached me first secretly about Flint's, you know, intention. Well, I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Okay. I, I have those now. <laughs> is, it a, is it an all right thing or should we do more or less of it? I think we're kind of sort of at a good balance. We haven't gotten to the point where we're stabbing each other in the back and uh, slitting throats in the night. So it's not past any line or uh, threshold yeah. that I'm concerned about. It, it's it's more playful in character, right. role-playing stuff. So, you know, it's just mm-hmm. the way it's worked out. It's and, and the whole am I sane angle is still playing around in my head. <laughs> Yeah, so that that would be a nice thing to uh, have found inside the Goddardam Library. Is that Goddardam, friend of spiders? Oh, 
<laughs> oh, spoilers galore. Spider Minions, maybe. <laughs> spider Minion. Spider Minion, Spider Minion. Okay, this is just creepy. I don't, I, I don't imagine it, but you, know, you, you sit there, you get the cresties, you see the tree, and then you realize that's not fruit hanging from the tree. It's just hordes of spiders. <laughs> It's like, wow, this is not the history I wanted. <laughs> they called him Bar the Mad well, Reason. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, uh, so long as it's not a frustrating element of the game, uh, that you're not, like, working against each other. We, I mean, I remember we did have that one duel of wits about the vault that Barty wanted to go to. And I thought that was perfectly appropriate, okay. too. Because, you know, if, if it was all uh, Dick and Jane uh, and Spot, go see them run all in the same direction, happy-go-lucky, it wouldn't be as dwarfy, because dwarves dig and get into dark places. With uh, Fandral and, and Flint, I'm hoping it hasn't been me squashing Todd, what you're wanting to do. Is- oh, no, 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 no. Or, or vice versa. Actually, I think it's been uh, it's, it's been wonderful fun. If you can imagine fun frustration, <laughs> this is like ah, you thwarted me. Good one. <laughs> so it's, it's, no. a one, it's almost like a one-upmanship in in practical jokes. In yeah. some ways, as long as it doesn't escalate to exploding dragons, we'll be fine. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm glad that there's not, there's not, it's not uh, a frustrating frustration or that it detracts from the game. If it does, like, don't be afraid to, like, go, hey, this is not fun or cool. You would hear something along the lines of, that's not cool. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> you know, if, if we need a safe word, there you go. <laughs> Just, just making sure that we're all like on the same page and and and, and happy about the game and where it's going. I, I love uh, Flint being yeah. torn between instincts and uh, beliefs and, and all that and greed. <laughs> yeah. greed. greed hasn't hit him yet. When, when that crest rears its head, then things will get interesting. <laughs> you're not mm-hmm. power, right? You're, you're craftsmanship, beauty, and wealth. Yes. It's, it's, and, and I think that's perfect because I've seen the power carrot dangled before. And it's like, <laughs> but it's not his nature. <laughs> the, the fun thing is, all in all, if you look at the instincts, beliefs, and all that stuff, Flint and Fandral do care about the welfare of each other. Oh, yeah. And it's just funny that sometimes they're at cross purposes, even though it's like, I've got your back and I'll make sure you stay out of trouble. Okay. <laughs> You want to go get in trouble so much, though. It, it might be my nature as a scout. <laughs> a scout that does not get into trouble isn't doing his job. I thought it was the other way around. They're not supposed to get into trouble. They're supposed to scout things out and then go back. And Oh, that's right. They're supposed to find the trouble but not be part of it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of those lessons I keep forgetting. Maybe the dwarf school of scouting is slightly different. <laughs> Well, I, I think this is a good call to skedaddle. Yeah. Uh, I will catch you all later. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye, guys. It's funny. I've been, I've been watching uh, a little bit of the uh, Roll20 Burning Wheel game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, it's like on and two in the morning for me, so... You know, I catch the first hour and then go, uh... <laughs> you, you know they re- they record it, don't you? Yeah, I, I occasionally catch it. <laughs> like, on Sunday or whatever, when they release it. Uh, but yeah, I, I see Adam doing, like, goofs that I did, and then I'm like, ah, okay, I'm not so terrible. 
<laughs> and you immediately jump to the uh, comment section to correct him. I I have that urge, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's that's why we're talking while he's at, at the loo. He says, Surprise me with what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, that's it. Never mind. <laughs> It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.